Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome to the show. This is Sports with Strawberry Ice. I'm your host, Jeff Trunapole. And as always, I bring you sports from a west side point of view right here in the great city of Cincinnati, Ohio, home of the Cincinnati Bearcats, who won a very, very close game last night. We'll get into that in a minute. Now, do me a favor. If you found the show, hit that like and subscribe button. Smash that thumbs up. I am holding at 841 subscribers. That is awesome. I appreciate every single one of you. Let's try to keep that rolling, get to 1,000 as fast as we can. Now, this show and every show is brought to you by T-Properties. T-Properties, quality housing for quality people. Check out the website at www.tpropertiesllc.com for all your rental property management needs and your rental needs. All right. <clears throat> Got a couple news and notes to get into. First, the Reds made it official. The Reds will welcome fans back to GABP. The attendance is up to 30% capacity to start the 2021 season. So that's approximately 14,000 people. <clears throat> so the only time that really affects the attendance, I think, is opening day. Opening day, we sell out. After that, we really don't sell out. <laughs> so 14,000 people, that's probably about an average attendance, maybe a little less. <laughs> so I think we're going to be able to uh, social distance and be fine. So go get your tickets. Opening day is on. I don't know about the parade or any of that stuff, but baseball season is going to Start now. Like I said at the beginning of the show, the Bearcats won a close one last night versus Tulsa, seventy to sixty-nine. Keith Williams led the Bearcats with twenty-four points, six assists, four rebounds, and two blocks. Davenport, fourteen points, seven rebounds, two assists, and the Madsen Madness was good for nine points. Now, if you got to see the end of the game, the Bearcats did what we love. They played defense. Defense. Jeremiah Davenport stole the ball, made a layup with 12 seconds left to lift Cincinnati to the win. UC is back to 500 there. Eight and eight. Now, for everybody, all the Bearcat fans who say that this team has quit on John Brandon, they're not listening to him, I think you should watch last night's game. That team did not quit. They kept playing. They kept fighting. It was a struggle. But like I've said, over and over and over again, we have a ton of freshmen and sophomores. One of our best sophomores, Jeremiah Davenport, stepped up last night for us. So, like I said, we're not going to the NCAA tournament, but I was extremely happy with the Bearcats. Now we're bringing my boy Jeremy Duke. What's, What's going, going on, man? Oh, just living a dream here in Cincinnati, pal. Yeah, same way here, man. It's been in the 70s all day. It's been tough. I've been uh, having to wipe this dust and all, all this spring stuff. All right, so we're going to uh, just get rid of Jeremy right now as he talks about how nice it is in Alabama. <laughs> oh, here I am again. And anyway, the uh, the, the oh my god. <laughs> Okay, I didn't realize I was off. Are you, are you gonna be? Are you gonna be nice now? <laughs> <laughs> Seventy, dude. It was in the fifties here. It felt like seventies. <laughs> dude, hey, that that I, I knew it couldn't be that much of a difference today. I mean, it was it was in the seventies, pretty good in the sun here. So I was thinking, it had to be at least fifties in Cincinnati. Yeah, it was, was fifty. People people were walking around in shorts and t-shirts. You know, 
Oh, I know probably yeah. in Alabama, you guys are still bundled up in winter coats because it's it's seventy degrees, probably cold. Yeah, well, they would, you know. <laughs> All right, so you got any new uh any new news on on the free agent front with the Bengals or what JJ Watt's going to do or what do you? You got know here? what? Yeah, I was able to get some of the latest news anyway on JJ Watt, and I think we can kind of go ahead and put him to bed now, guys. Um, JJ Watt is wanting 15 to 16 million a year. And he's pretty much from, this may have been SB Nation, um, come down to the Packers, Bills, Tennessee, and Cleveland as his final teams of destination. Uh, as we knew, Pittsburgh can't pay him. So, I, I don't see us paying him 15, 16 million a year, then going and paying Lawson 15, 16 million a year. And then there's half your cap on two guys. I, I don't, I, it, I didn't see it happening anyway. Um, WJ3, the Vikings are going to come after him very hard, poor, per a report out of Minneapolis. We're going to keep an eye on that. And Charlie Casserly has Justin. Friggin' Fields, the man, the Buckeye, slipping up into the 20s and getting taken by the Steelers. No, boy. I I don't like like that. I don't either. I I don't like it one bit, but the troubling fact is if you look at his draft, which I did not write down, but, you know, it could put Fields in that area if if there are trades. Um, Well, that's the thing is if – if the Houston Texans do something, which I think would be completely idiotic, and trade Deshaun Watson to the Jets, that's gonna that's gonna mess things up for for the Bengals. I think as far as either getting Sewell or Chase or or whatever they want to do, yep. uh, it, 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 it'll change a lot of stuff. I, I I just I cannot see the Texans doing that. I think that's because I mean I don't think I don't understand why Deshaun Watson would would want to go to the Jets. It's an even worse situation that he, that he, than he's in now. So. But getting back to if if uh, Fields gets drafted by the Steelers, it would be like I would I kind of liked Roethlisberger when he's at Miami, you know, he's at Miami of Ohio. That was kind of cool. Right. Instantly, instantly started disliking him when he went to the Squealers, and that's pretty much what will happen with me and Fields. I mean, I like Fields. You go to the Squealers, I'm instantly going to dislike you. Yep. <laughs> so I will not. I will stop rooting for him. I hope that doesn't happen. Hey, yeah. Willie J three. Uh, he. he Getting some some run for the Minnesota Vikings. The thing is, the the Bengals are we? What I think the Bengals need to do is they're going to get if they don't tag him or Lawson, they're most likely going to get into a bidding war. Do you still think that if they would you overpay for Lawson and Willie J three, and by how much would you overpay for him and? and because I think there's two positions that I am willing to overpay for, and they're ones that you know they're fringes from other teams, you know, right. the, the tackle and the guard. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm willing to. I, I thought we'd be able to get lots of for for ten million. It might be closer to fifteen, but if you look at the the cap hit, I was listening to the City uh, Jungle uh, podcast last night, and they had a really good um, cap capologist on there. And he explained it, I think, the best way that I've ever heard it is the Bengals can offer him all this money, but if they do it with a a bonus, you know, and, and that's the only guaranteed part of the contract that the Bengals give, 
that's just a, a hit for this year, and it doesn't linger till next year. And that's right. what the Bengals did a lot on the contracts last year. So that's I guess that's getting to my point. They I think they can outbid or try to outbid players to, to keep Willie J3, to keep Lawson. But they have to be smart about it, and the players will like it because they get their that 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 bonus money is is guaranteed, so right. they can't take that away from them. It's a yeah. straight up cash here. This is we'll give you twenty million dollars to sign or whatever, and that's theirs. And the other way you look at it too is they don't guarantee the contract, but if they're giving them twenty million dollars to sign, they're not going to cut them. So that first year of the contract is guaranteed. Basically, too, without it actually being on paper. Exactly. So that's where I think the Bengals have a very good shot of outbidding teams because we have so much extra money. Well, I don't say extra money, but cal- uh, cap space where you, you can put it on the bonus. Also, you can put not as much on the first year, but the player is going to guarantee he's guaranteed to get all that money. So that's where I think the Bengals have an advantage over other teams as far as trying to sign uh, free agents and trying to keep their own. Yeah, you know what? I feel about the same way. Uh, I think with Watt, he's just so far out there, money. Uh, yeah, Watt. Yeah, Watt. I'm not paying him 15 million. I'm just. I'm yeah, just you know, and you know, at the end of the day, you can even say, well, look, okay, he's wanting 15, 16 million. Well, he can. He somebody may give him that due to what yeah. he's done in the past, but from from what he's done in the last really two years, it, that isn't 15, 16 million dollar play to me. Right. But then you switch it over to Carl Lawson, like you were saying, and you ask yourself, okay, well, if we can't get a deal done with him, we're going to be paying him 15 to $16 million right. a year. And I would rather do that because he's 25 years old. He's younger. He's going to be here long. He's already been in the system. And the thing is, too, I, we are all banging the drum for the offensive line. And this is, I, I I don't remember which podcast I heard this on, but this is a real, I think it might've been James Japine actually on, uh, he brought this up on his podcast with uh, Tony Pike um, where he said, or Pike brought it up. I can't remember. But anyway, Tony Pike said, being ex quarterback for the Bearcats. Yes. Yep. Yep. Oh, yep. The there you go. Not bad for a Buckeye fan. That's right. But what, what they were saying is, and I think this is a very good, thing that the red the reds the bear i'll get it right the Bengals will do is kansas city chiefs the first couple years they were pretty much all in on their offense they fixed they got their offensive line they got their weapons they did all that and once they got patrick Mahomes going and everything then they really concentrated on the defense i think that's what the Bengals could do and should do this year is i want to keep we got to keep loss and we got to keep a little j3 those two we have to keep you get those two locked up then you concentrate on getting that tackle, getting that guard, and then hopefully drafting Jamar Chase and, you know, figuring out what to do down the line in, in the second and third round where you could draft, you know, more wide receivers, a, a, an edge rusher, you know, possible uh, tight end, stuff like that. That's where I think the Bengals need to do. And ju- they're just going to have to try to outscore people because I don't know if they can fix everything. I hope they can. But we'll see. But the biggest thing is if you can keep Joe Burrow upright and you give him plenty of time to throw the ball and give him more weapons, we're going to have a, a better – that's our most – that's our best chance to win games. The longer Joe Burrow and the offense is on the field and the longer the other team's offense is on the bench, 
we're you know we're 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 controlling the clock. We're going to win most of those games, and that's what Kansas City Chiefs did for the first couple of years. And then they got to the playoffs, and it's a different game. You got to have you know defense and all that stuff, which I'm not saying neglected defense at all, but I'm just saying I can see the Bengals' vision as being offensive first, keep our own players, fix the offense. You know what? I I, I agree, man. I mean, it's I think we've got to keep WJ three 100 percent. And I believe we got to keep Lawson, and we got to give them a deal—three, five years, whatever. They right. give us a little hometown discount because we brought them into the league, and you know that's normally what players do, especially when they become part of a city. You know, right. like there with Cincinnati. Um, the thing that gets me though is this here, and this is another report from SB Nation. But one of their writers thinks that the Bengals should move out of the first round completely. Mm-hmm. Completely move out of the first round. Let me get his quote on, on here. He, okay. say, he says, as fun as it may be for fans to daydream about bringing in somebody like even Sewell or Jamar Chase, the team is not one or two starters away from title contention. You can trade the number five, go out of the first round, and end up with, I believe he said, over a, or from the number five choice into a half dozen or so choices in the top 100. So even, I I can see where he's getting at. I love, like you were always talking about stacking the talent, building the talent. Right. But we don't, we're that's it's not a guarantee to me, right? And the thing is, at number five, if you have a chance to get a guy like Jamar Chase, it's like James Rapine was saying the other day, he's a generational talent, exactly. You don't just pass that, and Sewell might, might, might be a generational talent. I don't know. I would rather, like I said, a million dollars rather than fix it through free agency, fix the line that way. And if you look, there's a picture somewhere on Twitter somewhere that they had a picture of, of Jamar Chase and right next to uh, Devontae Smith. Dude, Jamar Chase is a man. That dude, to him. <laughs> yeah, he's he is an NFL body. I mean, and it's just that is a game changing piece for the Bengals for the offense. I, I just keep thinking if you if you get just say let's get uh with a Darn- is it Darnell Williams? Is that the guy? One, one of the free agent uh, tackles? I think I know there's two Williams. One's Trent, and the other one's I think Daryl Williams or Darnell. Yeah, Daryl. Daryl Williams. So you yeah. get one of those two at tackle. And we all keep saying Tooney. Hopefully we get Tooney at guard. That solidifies the offensive line, and you get Jamar Chase. You got Chase. You got Boyd, Higgins, Uzama, uh, uh, Sample. I mean, dude, that will open it up, and Joe Burrow will kill him. And then everybody forgets Joe Mixon has never had a great offensive line. You fix that, that makes sure. it even better. So I want to get to this, this question that uh, Carson brought up here. I brought, brought up a little bit ago. but. If you had a choice and you had to choose one, who you re signing, Carl Lawson or William Jackson? I'll go first if you want. Now, I'm taking <laughs> out of the two, I'm taking Carl Lawson because the reason being, Carl Lawson is the only pass rusher that the Bengals have right now. You know, he did get pressure on the quarterback, he didn't sack him as much as, he, as we'd like. But the better your pass rush is, the better your secondary is. So you can have Deion Sanders out there, and if they can stand back there for a minute, 
and pick apart your defense, it doesn't matter who's on, who your DB is. So to me, the more important position is pass rush. You got to keep him. And they've they're talking about franchising tagging if they can't come to agreement with him, which I really hope they don't because it's a big hit on our salary cap this year. It's all the money. All that money is this year on the cap. So hopefully there's, they can work something out and spread it out because this is a very crucial offseason for the Bengals. They have a lot of money, but they have to be smart with it. Like Keith has said that a lot of times on here. The Bengals aren't always smart with their money. Last year, I really do think they were smart with their money of how they set up the contracts and who they signed, except for, as we always said, the offensive line. But that, that's a key thing for me. Go ahead. Who, who would you sign out of the two? Uh, you know, you know I, I'm with you. But then again, you know, I, I stand back and I've, I've watched a few of the games from last year and I'm like, hell, Carl Lawson's in the game. This dude's still standing back there all day long. You know, and, and rarely was it on WJ3, which, of course, everybody knew he was our best corner. So they were going right. after LaShawn Sams. They were going after Phillips, Young Bucks. But, you know, to me, I, I – if we could get a deal, if we're talking about an actual getting a deal done or having to, you know, I don't know, man. That's 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 a tough question. I really, you know, I'd probably have to go with a pass rusher like Carl Lawson. Yeah. But, I mean, man, there ain't many quarterbacks. If he does get consistent pressure, it makes it – I mean, it's just the way football works. Yeah. get consi- consistent pressure – you know, you, you can you you can have you don't have to have as good a cornerbacks. You know, if you're you know hurting the quarterback, which I mean, I, the Bengals didn't have consistent pressure, so I'm not saying Carl Lawson. Yeah, uh, that's that's where I'm at. But I mean, I, you can't. The thing is, you can't lose the the one guy you have that does put pressure on them. So I want hopefully they'll add in the draft and everything. But if you're going between the two, to me, you got to yeah. keep Lawson. I want to keep both. I really do think they can keep both. And let's oh, just yeah. some team just. Just gives up throws just stupid money at them, you know. Yeah. And the Bengals are like, all right, you know, we'll just we'll just move on. So David has a comment in here. Looks like the the Squealers will resign Rothsberger for another year. Look for a blockbuster trade involving Dartold in March and saying goodbye to Swell in the draft. Yeah, you never know. But the thing is that if they if, if the Jets trade Darnold. And they end up taking Sewell. Who's their quarterback? I mean, you, you fix the offensive line. True. You can't get both. Uh, yeah. They can't get both. Nope. I mean, well, unless they drop down and take, I don't know, the kid from Alabama or if he drops that far. But I don't, so, some yeah, people are saying, they got Mac. He, 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 they're saying he might be, some people are saying he might go higher to fields now. I'm like, this is what they get. It drives you nuts about the draft, you know? Before the draft, you know, it was it was Lawrence, it was Fields. Now you got the kid from Alabama, you got the kid from from uh, uh, BYU. BYU. Uh, you, you got it's like I I I I don't understand, and we're not even doing the 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 combine this year. So no. It's just weird of how people jump back and forth, and they don't they're not playing games anymore. <laughs> you know, it, it's it's the Achilles Smith. You know, deal. Right. It, you know, he he just it's this guy that everybody just comes out and says, Oh, he's the best ever. He's the trust me on this. And then the Bengals fall for it, and he's not the best, and he will never be the best ever. But it's kind of like that to me. It just seems like these guys are coming out of nowhere. Why haven't we seen them all year? At right. least during halftime, at least 
you know, we haven't seen none of these guys. Yeah, Nick. Now I'll, I'll left this up there because I know you, you love uh, you love Wayne's. Uh, but he said, I think we were smart except for Wayne's last year. Even before the injury, I didn't like it. I I, I love the Wayne's pick. I just he said Wayne's is Kirk Patrick without the PI issues. Uh, you know, I don't I don't know about that, dude. You're talking about a guy top ten in the league, man. Stats are stats. I mean, but. I, I truly believe that they didn't bring in Waynes as a – there is no really shutdown corners to me anymore. Like like you were talking about Dion, yeah. uh, Daryl Rivas, uh, these guys. You know, they just don't come around like well, that. There's, there's a couple. There's not as many. Like the, 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 yeah. There's one or two, but you're not – I mean, they're, they're not an everyday you know, run-of-the-mill thing you can pick up. Most teams don't have one. Yeah, it seemed like, you know – 10 years ago, maybe even 15, you'd go play a team and you'd say, okay, we know who they're – okay, this guy's got this cornerback. So, you know, uh, A.J. may have a tough time. Chad Johnson may have a tough time all the way back. But now it's a little bit different. The The defensive schemes have changed. The offensive – they've all changed. So, right. I don't know. We'll see. But I, I just think that having both of them would be – Oh, both! I want both of them. I mean, yeah, I, I, I do. I, I can't I see anybody. I want a left tackle, and I want. Yeah. A, I want. Why um, not? Tooney, and, yeah. and people are like, well, that that might be a pipe dream. I don't think it is because they have enough money to do it if they structure the contracts right. Yeah, you know, they That's they right. can do it. They just have to be smart with their money. Yeah. Now, Nick said to uh, answer the question, give me Lawson, but more important to this team next year. Lose Lawson and you have zero pressure. Exactly. We weren't getting any much, but you lose Lawson. He's right. You won't get any. All, all person you have is Hubbard unless you draft somebody. But I don't, like I said. But see, I if you look at it that way, we're screwed then because nothing's going to change. I mean, we're not going to well, make that. Kind of weird. I mean, that, that, I, well, he, I, that's where I'm kind of saying they, they got to find somebody in the, in the draft, you know, try to find like Carl Lawson was a fourth round, third round pick. I mean, you yeah, can find fourth. these guys. So you got to try to fight it in the draft. I don't know if we're going to get – well, I won't say an ed, edge rusher. We're not going to get Shaq Barrett. We're not going to get J.J. Watt. We're not going to get these guys because the no. more important thing – I know I was talking about what about getting J.J. Watt, but J.J. Watt is wanting way too much money. I'm not paying him that much money. No. Shaq Barrett's going to want way too much money. We got to get the offensive line fixed. You, If we get Jamar, Jamar Chase, that is, like I said, a generational talent that changes the offense completely for the Bengals. But there's still guys that they can get. I wish I, you brought the guy's name up. Uh, he's a, a, a inside guy. Uh, he got uh, released from the Tennessee Titans uh, last week. He's a guy that they they can get and put next to to yeah. G, DJ Reader. There's other guys that are going to be cut and released that the Bengals could possibly pick up. So there are other options out there. It's not if we don't sign Lawson, we're screwed. We're not. I mean, it's no. going to be a big time loss. But we we have we have to try to find guys. I want to say I don't like saying cheaper. Just they got to be smart about the contract. They can they can get guys right. to to fix the defense line good enough. But if you have a juggernaut offense, you don't have to have as good a defense. No. Look at the 05 team. The 05 team had a juggernaut offense, and. They had a very good defense, but it was a very opportunistic defense. They had a ton of interceptions that, that year. Right. But it wasn't right. like we had all pros 
at every position. We have more more all pros on the offense side than we did on the defensive side. So you can win without a great defense. Now, when it comes to getting into the playoffs and all that stuff, you need a really good defense or at least a good defensive scheme. Because let's let's be honest, the the Buccaneers were not known for their defense, honestly, all year. I mean, they were good defense, don't get me wrong, but not a shutdown Kansas City Chiefs to zero touchdowns defense. No, no. That was not expected. They haven't been that in a long time. Yeah, so, I mean, you can get – I mean, yeah. I mean, guys can step up. Uh, Casey, is that the guy's name? Uh, Gerald Casey. Or Newell. I think it's Jarrell. He might have put in instead of Jay, but him or – Yeah, Yeah, Jarrell. There you go. Yeah, okay, yeah. Him, Casey, and Mm -hmm. uh, Quan Short. He's another one out there from Carolina. So, you know – there's we're, we're not too far. I just keep going back when everybody goes, man, we, we've got to have Lawson. If we don't have Lawson, there's no pass rush. And I go back and watch some of the games and I'm going, damn, I'd kind of like to see a pass rush right now. You know, <laughs> right. There's guys are free ages too. Just don't think we can get the high end guys. There's multiple guys right. out there that they can get, you know, to, to, to fix it. And, one thing I, I do disagree with some people, or they say, like like you were saying, what was it? SB Nation said that we have we need to dra- trade back. We have so many holes mm-hmm. in our team. Mm-hmm. I don't agree with that. I, no. I don't. Even with the defense. I mean, put it this way. Like I said, left tackle or right tackle, guard, offensive line is fixed to me. Defense. You get an edge rusher, another edge rusher, Lawson, and uh, somebody come out the middle, middle with DJ, I won't say the defense is fixed, but it's good enough to win with, you know? And then it all comes down to scheme, and that's where I can't stand Armadillo, <laughs> and I don't trust him. But if he can actually is a good defense coordinator, we have the talent if we had a better scheme, you know? Yeah. It's not like the guys that are on the team are not talented. We have a lot of talent on this team, including the defense. Yep. That you know, that's where I'm at. I I don't care, you know, they can they can look at it as a certain way of saying, yeah, we need multiple linemen, even on top of the linemen we may get, or mm-hmm. this or that. But at the end of the day, when you're talking about a guy that really when you're talking about Chase and even Sewell, you're you're talking about two guys that you're are gonna be lucky to be there. So, for one, if they're there, you, you're going to take one of the two, no matter how we decide to do our free agency. Hopefully, we do it through offensive line. But, right. you know, if you get 12 picks before the 100th pick out of 244 picks, I mean, that that is pretty – it's fun to think about, I guess you could say, but I, I, I certainly would not want Chase to still be on the board or Sewell – well, that's the thing, and that's one thing that, that James brought up to us. And I've caught we you may contemplate this. I don't really think this is going to happen. I think one of them is going to be gone. But what if Sewell's there, and what if Chase is there? Now, to me, it's pretty easy. Well, if yeah. you fix if you fix the offensive line in free agency, you're taking Chase. Mm-hmm. If you didn't, you're taking Sewell. You know, and it's just, that's where you got to put you got to fix it. And and free agency, it makes the draft a lot. Easier, more simple. You can it gives you more moves that you can do. 
Hey, Nick, Nick, I agree with you, brother. He says Lou, and I call him Armadillo, stinks. Yeah, he's, he's horrible. Addicted <laughs> to dropping ends in the cover. Yes. He, why would you drop? That's the other thing. He drops Carl Lawson in the in the coverage. I'm like, I he he would draft Carlos Dunlap in the coverage. Oh, he didn't he didn't care. He uh, put Hubbard in coverage. Right. Uh he's the bottom three corner coordinators I've ever seen. Yeah. I, oh yeah. yeah. Nick, I, I like all year I banged the drum, and that's why I call him Armadillo. He I wanted him gone. <laughs> I, I I wanted him gone more than I than I wanted Zach gone. I, I'm still not totally after the last game of the year, I wanted Zach gone, <laughs> you know, but I kind of defended him throughout the year. This guy over here wanted Zach gone. Me, I wanted Armadillo gone. Uh, you know, after the Indianapolis game, I wanted Armadillo gone. I'm like, you cannot blow uh, a 20 something point lead by, by that defense. That scheme was terrible. Unbelievable. It, it was, it was absolutely miserable. And yes, he is the bottom three. I don't know how he's going to take these players that we've got that we've already spent money on and then more players that we may bring in, or we definitely will be bringing in through the draft and free agency. So I don't know how things are going to change with that. That's up to the, the, the uh, it's above our pay grade, but I'll tell you right now, it's scary as hell. Uh, I, I, he, I don't like Lou. <laughs> period. No, I, I don't. Now Tommy says the, the linebacking unit is solid. I like both Wilson and Davis Gaither. Bailey is a project. Also, like Jordan Evans, he mm-hmm. needs more snaps. Yeah, I, like I said, I, oh yeah, me and Tommy talked about this uh, one of the shows that you you weren't on. That I I really like the guys that they they got last year. Yeah. You know, in free agency, I, I like they were solid players. You know, and I like the ones that they draft. And and Duke Tobin, I think, hit it out of the ballpark as far as the draft goes. Because from 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 well, obviously Joe Burrow, but yeah, T. Higgins, Logan Wilson, Davis Gaither, these guys, Denajai. I mean, Denajai, say what you want to say. He he played solid minutes for you know what a fourth or fifth round pick, whatever he was. I don't remember, uh-huh. but he hit it out of the ballpark, and they got to do it again this year. And they're off season. They they hit it out of the ballpark as far as the free agents they signed, uh-huh. except for the offensive line, which was it we've said a million times. I don't know why they didn't do it, but that's where. I think, and Nick set it up here uh, farther up in the chat, that the Kansas City Chiefs won a Super Bowl without a dominant defense. You don't have to have a dominant defense. You have to you have to be dominant on one side of the ball or the other. You know, you know, and 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 and, and the Super Bowl, the defense was more dominant than the offense was in, in this past year. It, it, it was the year before that. Kansas City blew everybody's doors off. Yeah. You know, the, 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 yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of with you there. And my thing is, I, I just, I hope these guys can get together. I mean, we got Trey Wayne's never played a snap. We got DJ Reader played but four games. All we got all this money. Uh, Josh Bynes, he played a little more, but he had to have a year to actually kind of. He didn't really start coming into the Josh Bynes that I watched in Baltimore until the end of the towards the end of the season. Then I started seeing my boy. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I, just, I can see that them coming around and getting better. Lou scares the hell out of me again. Yeah. But I did want to ask you guys a quick question, ask you the same thing. What's up? If Marcus Mariota were out there or Kil, or uh, yeah, Kilpatrick, right? Or Kirkpatrick. Kirkpatrick was the Bengal. You, you mean Fitzpatrick? Kirkpatrick. Yeah, or Fitzpatrick, my bad. Fitzpatrick. 
or Marcus Mariota, who who would you take? Because there's been a little bit of talk on on both. As of them. far as a backup quarterback goes, mm-hmm. I take I take Fitzmagic, just because he to me is the perfect guy for you know the worst case scenario, which I don't believe is going to happen that Joe Burrow won't be back game one. You still think he won't be? I do. I think. It will oh, but, no, I hope he is. I hope. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I'm talking into. I'm speaking it into existence, Jeremy. No, you but, go. I mean, and Mariota, Mariota wants to be a starter, so and that's not going to happen here. So I don't see him coming. Fitz Magic wants to be a starter too, but he's also older and he he understands the game. And how many times has he been a starter than not? So I, that's where I'm like Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick out of the two would be the guy that I would sign as a backup quarterback. Okay. Yeah, I just wanted I wanted to see what you thought about it. I just heard something about it today. They they actually also mentioned if we end up letting Gino or uh, Gio go, if um, Lashawn McCoy would be a suitable replacement. And man, you know, I just again last night I was listening to that. Well, actually, they answered my question. The uh, Cynthia Jungle, the capologist. I I asked. I said, do you think they'll they'll let um. Geo go and he said, you know, free up four million or whatever, and you know, give it to however however many however much money on top of the cap that we said was releasing the other guys that we've talked about. Right. In his opinion, they're not gonna do that. Cause it's you know, they pay but the thing is he said they paid too much money. They, the Bengals have more money allotted in the running game than most teams do. Mm-hmm. I still th- and I said I love Geo. I do. He's one of my favorite players, but I still think it's a good idea because I mean, you can you can find a guy, not necessarily to do exactly what Geo does, but Piron did good. Um, Mackenzie Alexander did, did good. I mean, it's and if if you have a a better offensive line, Joe Mixon is going to kill it. I mean, he that's one of the other exciting things to me. You get the offensive line. I want to see Joe Mixon just kill it. I, and people in the chat there on the Cincy Juggle thing were like. Well, Mixon, you know, he dances too much before it goes in the hole, and he does this. I'm like, yeah, people, he has had a crappy line all four years he's been here. He's had yeah. to dance to figure out where in the world the hole is. Or mm. if there's no hole, he just got to run. So I, that's where I, I'm, I'm – that people just – people like that don't to me don't know football. <laughs> just, no, I mean, it, and that's not our style. I mean, we don't – you know, I guess you'd have to go back to what – Hell, I can't even remember the last offensive line, but there, there, there's been quite a few where they'd run and they'd run all over you, and you knew it was coming, and it didn't matter. That's not nowhere near where Mixon has ever been in his career with the Bengals. So, right, you know, exactly. and the guy's still top ten running back. Wait, what can you? Jeez. Oh, well, I titled the show. We we kind of got off on a tangent of of the free agency and everything, which we. Seem like we oh, always well, do that because, yeah. but the title the title shows you know Elizabeth Blackburn's vision for the Bengals. Now, she is the granddaughter of Mike Brown, daughter of Katie Blackburn, and she had a very cool article that she put out on. Was that on Cincy? Where was that, on Bengals? Bengals.com. Bengals.com. Okay, and she's just talking about her, the vision statement for. The Bengals moving forward, and I'm going to just pop it up there because I think it's great. And if you look at the, the center part, it says the part in black. The Bengals strive to be cha- a championship football team with culture built on high standards and competitive hunger. We connect players and fans and partners 
into one team and create an enduring legacy in Cincinnati. That I think is a powerful statement. It, it is, it's the cha changing of the guards of what they are trying to accomplish. And I think it started last year of not only the image of the, of the Bengals, but also the character of the players that they were signing and drafting. Completely, man. And what I loved about it is there was some fire in there. It almost seemed like, you know, you didn't even have to read it, you know, into making it sound like it was something. I mean, it was, that was pretty forceful and yeah. I love it. I love to hear it. I mean, because that's what we need. We don't, we don't need to sit around and play patty cake and bring it. Oh, well, we're going to do this this year. We're going to do that. We're going to No, pretty much. That was the ham and eggs of the Bengals right there. And she just, literally put it out there and said this is what we are going right. to do. I mean, she she's the future, you know, owner, leader of the Bengals eventually. I mean Katie Blackburn and and her husband are, are, are going to take over. And that's the other thing I think I think Tommy brought it up or somebody brought it up that they actually have a um a group of this not just Mike Brown with his iron fist up there in the ivory tower saying this is what we're going to do. Yeah. You know, it's not like that anymore. It's you know it's Katie Blackburn, it's Troy Blackburn, it's I think a couple are that that are are part of the the, the decision making. Now, obviously, I'm sure Mike Brown, if he wants something, he has the final say. So I would think, yeah. but just and I, I just have a feeling that that changed last year. Not when Zach Taylor first got here, but last year, just the off season, the way they did it, and just the the thing we saw, or it looks like they're talking about doing the the Ring of Honor, or at least they're, they're looks like they're trying to put up the names for the Ring of Honor. Like she said, she's trying to bring the fans in and everything. And, and that's one thing the Bengals always lacked is connection with the fans. And that's one of the reasons that the Reds do such a great job of that. And honestly, the Bengals have been a, a – they've been to more playoffs than the Reds have the last couple of years, to be honest, in the last 10 years. Yeah. You know, well, it's just probably if you go 2000 to now, the Bengals have been to more playoffs. They haven't won any, but neither have the Reds. They haven't won a playoff series. Nope. But they've been in more playoffs than the Reds have. But people never give the Bengals a break because they never feel like the Bengals care about them. Uh -huh. You know, there's 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 no Ring of Honor. There's there's no just reaching out to the fans and and just it's saying you know open your arms up and, and bringing them in and saying we care. The Reds do it a ton. They are great at it, what they do. So I, that's where I'm very excited of the new blood that's coming in to the Bengals organization. And the thing is, we talk about this. Before they've got to do something because 2024 or 2025 is coming quickly, and the stadium deal is going to have to be renewed. And the Bengals that's all the Bengals want they want the stadium maintained, they don't want a brand new stadium, they want it maintained, you know. So, and like I said before, we lose the Bengals, we're not getting the football team back. No, and, and that's why it's so great to hear those words come from her, a younger, I think, uh. Nick may have mentioned it, you know, a younger voice, uh, and she is. And um, you know what? I love the fire, like the compassion. Seemed to me like she's uh, she's ready to, you know, play a little ball, I guess you could say, uh, between her, Tobin, and, you know, Katie, and her boy, Troy, or whatever, whoever's running things. We're going to find out soon enough, that's for sure. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, Nick had a great point here. He said little things like better social media teams, I made a big deal of fan engagement. Exactly. Well, it, it's not that. It's just the different podcasts, too, that they have. I mean, there's more Bengals podcasts than there are Reds podcasts. I mean, you could look up. There's, you know, 
mine's not necessarily considered a Bengals one, but it's a you know just Cincinnati sports one. But there's Bengal Jim. There's here to uh, hear the crowd roaring. There's Cincinnati Jungle. There's or Orange Black podcast. You know they're not you know they're not all run by. I'm I'm not run by anybody except me. But they they are in partnership with the Bengals and they can get different Bengal players on there and different uh, broadcasters and stuff like that. That stuff like that helps, and then just silly social media stuff they do, yeah. you know, which the Reds have been great at for 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 years. The Bengals last couple of years have finally got into that, and that also puts the Bengals out there in the fans' minds during the season when they're not playing. You know, yeah. the the interactive part is is a huge gap. I mean, like you you were talking about the Reds, it's like day and night with Cincinnati, with the Bengals, and the Reds, and the interactiveness with the fans for Bengal fans. Not only does it help your team, does it help your city, does it bring more people, get everybody energized, but it also when you put a good product on the field, you you oh. don't hardly get near as many complaints. Right. And the thing is, Cincinnati fans, we love the Bengals. We love them. I mean, it, it, we are we should be considered one of the most loyal fan bases around the NFL. You know, I, I put our fan base against anybody's. All right, now David said, according to the experts, the offensive line talent is deep in the draft. So the Bengals should take Chase and another elite receiver at five, fix the offensive line later in the draft and free agency. Well, the thing is, there's only one guy, and like James Rapine said, there's only one guy who's a generational talent as far as the offensive line goes, and that's Sewell. So if they don't fix it in free agency, I, I'd have I I'm, I'm scared about taking it just because of the problems that we've had with you know the offensive lineman in the past. But I don't see how you could pass him up if you don't fix it in free agency. If you do fix it, then I'm taking Jamar Chase all day long. And you yep. can get this. This draft is high in offensive linemen, wide receivers, and quarterbacks. And it's always there's always running backs you can find. But you know it's not very good. And that's the thing. That's the one problem with the Bengals this year's. There's, it's not a very deep defensive draft, you know? So it's going to be kind of – that's where they got to really do their their due, due diligence and try to find these guys. Yeah, because, you know, like he was saying, we've got – it's a pretty solid deck of offensive linemen. But when you get to tackle, there is a big drastic, like, drop-off. And then yeah, there's everybody and, else, according yeah. to the experts. You know? Yeah, you want to say Slater might be, maybe yeah. whatever. I maybe James Rapine is not sold on Slater. He was not sold on no. Slater at all. He wasn't at all. And but then again, you've got you know some of these big idiots from I'm not kidding, but NFL Network and all these guys coming out with Slater's better than they got Sewell going at twelve right. or fifteen. Well, that, so that's the thing when they come out with mock drafts. You know, people come out with mock drafts during the when I like right after the season. I'm like, and you have no idea what these teams are going to do, where these guys are going to drop or anything. I'm like, I don't really start paying attention to mock drafts till I don't know mid March. You know, maybe beginning and beginning because that's when you really know because the guy the guys who do the best job at the, the, the mock drafts is one of my, and I, I, I'm going to give Calhead credit. It's a guy who, who Calhead puts on there and I can't remember his name right now, but he is one of the best guys as far as people he knows in the NFL and what he's talked to of what they're thinking about doing. And if that's, 
If it's just a guy going like me, you and me can go do a mock draft. Oh, I take this guy. Oh, I take that guy. There's no, you know, you got to, if you want to base your mock draft, you got to base your mock draft on sources, on people who intelligently know what's going on and potentially in the NFL. Yep. You're not going to know that in January. No. And, and you've got to go watch this kid face to face. You can't just watch tape for a couple of minutes. You know, you got to see this kid's pro day or whatever the hell they're going to let him do because. Exactly. You know, you, you never know with the draft. Natty, what up, brother? What's up, Natty? It has been a while. Exactly. All right, Nick says, uh, I think even if you fix the line of free agency, you, you can still take Sewell. You take or Sewell, sorry. If you take Sewell, the line goes from the weakest position group to potentially the best. Yeah, and you, you could do that. And James said the same thing. If you do that, if you fix through free agency and you take Sewell, you can kick Jonah into guard, which, I mean, they've said on reports that they don't want to do that or they're not planning on doing that, but you can. But the thing is, though, is, like, you can you could probably get another offensive lineman, not as good as Sewell, but if you've got a solid tackle and a solid guard, you can find another one in the second or third round that you could also plug and play, most likely, in this draft. There are guys out there. So that's where I'm, like, if you fix the offensive line through free agency and Jamar is there, I'm taking Chase, dude. I'm taking him. But if he's not and they don't do it, they don't don't fix the offensive line, I'm taking Sewell. You know what? Myself personally, and I may be completely crazy, You're but crazy. I think that you know, well, okay, thank you. Um <laughs> I, I I've been told now. Thank you. Uh so <laughs> it has been confirmed, Jeremy G is confirmed. <laughs> da, da, da. Um, but you know what? With I think it's literally going to come down to what exactly the Bengals know about Joe Burrow's injury. I say this to say this because if they think Burrow may not be there the first four, six games, you know, if they don't think he's completely ready, hasn't had any play, I could almost see him not taking chase and, and going with Sewell, like, like he mentioned, if they're both there, because you're kind of looking down the road, yeah. But yeah, you're yeah you're looking down the road with them. So I, I can see them taking him over Chase. But I mm -hmm. think if we get him healthy and he's and he's completely healthy, he's going to be back game one no matter what. I I think then we lean more wait, towards. Wait, wait, wait. Did you just say he's going to be back game one no matter what? I said I, if if they know that. Oh, okay. I think we're going to have. We're gonna take Chase. I mean, because I'm the one that keeps saying he's gonna be back game one no matter what. You're like, ah! well, hey, I hope he does. I just wish him <laughs> come out. All I've heard is he's not gonna play any preseason games. No, that's no, he, no, that's not gonna happen. Exactly. All right, Damon, you are new to the show. That at least I I don't remember you ever commenting before, but welcome to the show, sir. Okay, uh, I agree. Not only focus on the O line as far as those who will start but at least work on our depth so that we have added security for Burrow. Look what Cleveland has done. Just my opinion, though, who day. Yeah, I mean, sure. it's it, – it's the more you get on the offensive line, it's not a bad thing. No. That's why, you know, that's why Super Bowl Nation's got us going back out of the top freaking 20, 20 whatever, you okay. know. Uh, well. Yeah, <laughs> just to get more – you know, more more uh, fruit on the tree, I guess. So you never know what's going to happen until I mean, free agency happens, really. And this and this is why I say that I don't agree with 
with SB Nation were saying that we have multiple, multiple holes and we need to draft yeah. trade back. We have holes. We don't have multiple holes. Yeah. One of our biggest holes is Armadillo, <laughs> defense corner. And I, look, people, I hope I'm wrong. I pray I'm wrong. But I prayed I was wrong about Bobby Hart, and I wasn't. So I'm hoping Armadillo figures something out. The, the, the only thing that I'm kind of like, okay, maybe he will, because they have they've got more veteran coaches on that defensive side of the ball to hopefully help coach these guys up. You know, but and hopefully help Armadillo actually play the three four like he wanted to. <laughs> you know, exactly. and if I see him drop. If we just 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 say we for some reason got Shaq Barrett, which I don't think we're going to get him. Just, just say we got Shaq Barrett, who was dominant in the Super Bowl. If he becomes a Bengal, and I saw Armadillo drop him back in coverage, I might drive down to PBS myself and choke him. <laughs> like, or I'll be at the game, so I might go up to the, to uh, the stand. I hope you got your. I hope you got gas, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, uh, but I can totally see him doing something stupid yeah. like that. That's like, yeah. Oh my goodness. All right. Now okay. let me ask you this. I did yeah. hear a quick little rumor. Um, and it's it's not a huge deal, but it's still um they're talking about maybe having a little reunion one year deal with Tyler Eifert to come in behind. Yeah, uh, I, I did hear something about that. And I mean I, I wouldn't I mean I'm not paying him a ton of money because he didn't do anything no. in Jacksonville. I, I wouldn't mind it. I mean he he's the last year he was here, he did a little bit. I mean, it'd be worth you know taking a chance on it and see. I mean, like I said, that would be that wouldn't be anything. I wouldn't worry about him until after uh, June, July. You know, that'd be something down the line. Uh, like like we signed Mike Daniels in June, and that's the other thing. Bengals are, were still signing people all the way up till training camp. That's one thing you never heard them do last year. So you know, I've heard, like I said, he's injury prone, and, and, and when I say sign him. I'm not saying sign him, make him the starter. No, make him the – he's the third oh, he, tight end. Yeah. You know, CJ, ooh, ooh, Zama is ahead of him along with a sample. So, so that, oh. so that yeah, Damon, I, I agree with you. I, w- I would not – you know, he said too many injuries, but I, I'm, oh, I'm just saying he's worth a flyer and worth, you know, as your third or whatever. And, and that, that would depend on if they pick up a tight end in, in the offseason or in the draft too because that's a possibility too. One of the, it doesn't even matter. And most likely, if, if Eifert came here for a year, we'd probably give him five million bucks. You know what I mean? So I, I don't. Dude, I'm not giving the league minimum. <laughs> well, uh, but I think that's. I mean, it, it literally wouldn't even have a, a a blip on our radar. But I don't see it being a bad thing for Uzama and Sample to have Eifert to kind of listen to and right, right. exactly. Dude, I mean, that, that's where Uzama learned from. He learned from Eifert. Yeah. Uh, Damn it, says uh, I understand. We had many injuries on the defense, but that Houston game was horrible for our defense. There were 400 yards rushing against us. Yeah. Well, Damon, the one, the game that I always bring up is the Indy game. That's the one that really, really just irked me. We were up by, I, I want to say 24 points. And how many times did we see the tight end, the wide receiver running right over the wide middle of the field and nobody touched them and they kept doing it over and over and over again and i'm sitting there going armadillo what are you doing and that's the other thing too mike he's uh damon said we had a lot of injuries we had a lot of injuries and a lot of most of them were on the defensive side of the ball 
So yeah. that's another thing because we didn't get, even get to see a full season of DJ Reader. No. No, and it, you know what? I'm with him. That Houston game. I'm with you too. The Colts game, I, which I could we I could actually go back to game one, but it's unbelievable how bad we played. And for me, it's kind of hard. I'll be honest with you to sit here and talk about paying Carl Lawson that that kind of money, especially if we don't get a deal done with him, paying him like 15 million, that taking a cap hit just like that worries me because I remember right. watching Carl Lawson all year last year. And mm-hmm. I just did not see $15 million worth of play on the field. Uh, well, the reason he's getting that is because oh, the pro football focus where he 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 created yeah. the opportunities for sacks. And that's yeah. where I want to keep him. But I also want to get other guys who he's creating it. They're actually sacking. You know, need that, you know, which we, I mean, again, Hubbard got hurt. DJ Reader got hurt. Gino was never the same. Mike Daniels got hurt. So if these guys didn't get hurt, it might have been different. I don't. I don't know. And it I'm could've. not. I'm not trying to make excuses. I'm just speaking no. facts. They got hurt. Yeah. Well, and they did. And you're right. But in our division, they're going to play Lamar Jackson for a long time. They're going to play Baker Mayfield for a long time. And even though I can't stand Mayfield, he's a little squirrely dude too. I mean, he can get out of a pinch <laughs> like like you know Joe freaking Burrow. But yeah. you know, luckily he just he don't have the the touch that bro has, but anyway, you know, and then we're going to have whoever, maybe Justin Fields, if Charles Castle is right, you know, oh, um, coming up behind. Well, if, you guys, if you guys didn't hear, hear earlier, J- Jeremy uh, read an article that uh, they had Fields dropping down to the squealers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 20 spot or 20, tw- top 20 spot. So if that happens, you're looking at not pretty much all running quarterbacks in the AFC. So we cannot look the same way we did last year, period. And it doesn't right. – you can take away the quarterbacks we go against. Everybody mm-hmm. goes against good quarterbacks. But right. we, we go against some serious ones, and we must play better. Yeah, I got. I, I agree with Nick here. He said injuries happen, but injuries injuries look much, much worse when the scheme is bad. I, yeah, I agree. And that's where I'm not an Armadillo fan at all. I just I, – I've seen enough of him. All right, man. It's about six twenty-five, and uh, I just heard my my son and his fiance come in, so we're going to eat some dinner. So I think we're going to roll on out of here. Cool deal. But uh, I'd like to invite you guys all to join the Facebook groups that help me or let me live stream. I appreciate the, those guys. I'm a member of all of them. They are Hootay Nation, Ohio State Bucknuts, Cincinnati Reds, Rounding Third, and Heading for Home. Bearcat Ruckus and the Ice Bar. And they follow me on all my social media platforms, all under sports with Strawberry Ice on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. The podcast will be put up later on tonight. Make sure you guys rate, like, and review. I'm on Bean Pod, Apple Podcasts, pretty much wherever you get your podcast. I'm there. And other than that, oh, wait, YouTubers. Sorry, we're at 841. That is awesome. Let's keep it rolling. Let's try to add some more people, get to a thousand as fast as we can. Other than that, Jeremy Dean, you help us roll on out of here. I certainly will, my friend. And just real quick, just want to throw some prayers and love to Tiger Woods. Hope everything's all right, man. Yes. Most likely, you know. Golf, probably. Yes. Let's just, let's just hope he can walk and have a normal life. That's the more important thing right now. Right? Yep. Hopefully he can at least walk, play golf with his son, and forget about the PGA. Just get better. Yep. Because well, it's a normal life as you can. 
Yeah, yeah, that's right. Because it's not all about golf, even though that's how he was raised to be. Um, and it's not looking that way now, and he's going to have to probably make a turn into his future that's something different than he's ever been a part of. So anyway, you know, the ones that out for Tiger. And other than that, as always, remember one thing and one thing only, and that is you don't live in Cleveland. You live in Cincinnati, so act like it. Keep telling your friends, like the show, and tell your friends about the show. Exactly. Who day? See you guys tomorrow. Zeke of the week's tomorrow. Make sure you guys write it down, figure out who it is, and make a comment on the show. And other than that, that's just sports, baby. See ya!